0: Thanks for listening to Fuel, Half Tank. This podcast is a condensed version of this month's episode. Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. The second edition of the Fuel Podcast. I'm your host, the Command Chief here at at Grissom Air Reserve Base, uh, Nathan Parks. Today we've got a great show for you. Uh, Our guest's going to be Master Sergeant Hansel Rosco. He's from the Grissom Chapel office. We're going to get to know him a little bit better, have a little bit of fun, talk on a personal level, and then we're also going to talk about a topic that, that both of us are passionate about, and that's resilience. Uh, let's get started uh, right away. Most of you know him. Uh, he's he's all over this base. I see him all over. He it's Mass Sergeant Hansel Roscoe. Uh, he's the 434th Air Refueling Wing Senior NCO of the Year. He works over in the chapel staff uh, as a religious affairs airman. Uh, the chapel was recently named by AFRC as the chapel ministry. They, they received a presence award. For just being out there and and a lot of that has to do with his his actions and what he does and the great staff that is that he has surrounding him over here you've seen him around base he's currently single and looking not on base but he's he's out there uh looking but please welcome uh master sergeant hanzel orozco so let's uh let's learn a little bit more about you um where'd you grow up i grew up in san antonio texas
1: okay uh, near Near the uh, what is it Woodlawn Lake area?
0: Okay, that's uh, that is that called Military Town USA, San Antonio, right?
1: It, people have referred it to that. I go, no, it's San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you call uh, that home? I do. I All right, do love it there.
0: Um, you, your parents live there.
1: My, uh, my, both my parents, my twin sister, and my brother live there. Uh, the rest of my family's from Nicaragua, uh, and then. They moved to San Antonio, and I have a sister in Houston and one in Tennessee there. That's the whole thing. Because I know that's where the questions start going. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, know, you have siblings. And yeah. you're do. a twin. Yeah, I'm a twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that growing up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's like any other way. You oh, know? Okay, yeah. Uh, so so having a twin, pretty interesting. Uh, definitely found out that she was a lot prettier than I was all the time. <laughs> Every time. Really. Yeah. People were always like, "Oh, these are these are." My parents like, "This is our these are our twins," and and her name's uh, Celine, Well, I'm not gonna say her name. I'm gonna say her nickname is Sel. Um, and like that's that's Sel and that's Hansel. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Hi Hansel. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Never got handsome. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know started putting lipstick on my face. Like, I feel pretty too. Which,
0: Which I should probably be offended by because someone said you kind of look like me. Right, exactly. Which so, probably mm. the best compliment you've hey, ever received. Not just someone, like four people told yeah, me that. Yeah, it's probably the best thing you've ever seen. But anyways. It is, uh, it's up there.
1: So married, you have, are you married? I'm not married, yeah. single. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know about looking, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm here. Yeah, kids? Any no kids? kids? No kids. I have a dog. Dog, like, yeah. Some people count that. I, I don't, I count it's my dog. Yeah. You know? Him, I take her, care of him.
2: Him, her. What is him,
1: it? His name's Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, for those people that have met him, uh, they already know he's pretty great. Yeah.
2: yeah. All
1: right. You have any hobbies? Got a lot of hobbies. I'm single. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, right, that's right. I'm 33 <laughs> right. and single, so yes, yeah, oh.
1: so I got a lot of hobbies. Yeah. What are your hobbies? Um, so, uh, I play piano. I play. Uh, uh, love playing tennis. I grew up playing tennis. Um, skateboard a little bit, not great. I just like riding around on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, riding on bikes i i game a lot a lot of video gaming a lot of top uh tabletop gaming as well that's probably my favorite thing to do yeah. is is anything almost anything competitive and i do it's a form of larping okay and all it's right, a lot to right, explain right.
0: did you uh, you know we're recording this like i know we are recording, recording it which is why like, I, like people...
1: there's there was such pause yeah, there's In like my four tone people there? that will
0: know now that you yeah. you are a LARPer. They're going to make fun Explain of me. Explain to someone I what LARPing it's not, is. So it's,
1: it's, it's, it's LARPing is live action role playing where you go to the woods and you pretend to be these uh, uh, fantasy type people or characters that you create for yeah. yourself. But I play a format of that called Dagger here where it's not – it's not magic and spells like they would do
0: yeah where the we see the video of the guy like lightning bolt right yes,
1: bolt. That, that's, that's lar- the best youtube video that yeah, guy has. that's larping that's, okay. what, that, that's what larping is dagger, that's where picture you dagger here, dagger here is if you've seen those recreational uh medieval fighting yeah. but they use like wood and 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 they or was it s c a they use wood and metal and they actually hit mm-hmm. the crap out of each other so we use uh it's it's foam constructed yes. like, like cool noodles. Fi- fi- fiber, well, fiberglass core. Right. It does sting a little bit. Okay. Yeah, fiberglass core with swords and, and shields and arrows and spears and stuff. Right. And I love that stuff because that's one of the rules is you have to hit hard enough for the other person to feel it. Right, so if you go up against someone that's like I barely even felt that, like okay, then where's my where's my other where's my heavier one? There you, know, you go. We if got you, a rhino hide over here. If
0: you tune into this podcast to be educated, you just learned a whole lot about LARPing. It's a lot you of probably fun. or whatever you called the second <laughs> dagger. dagger. We called whatever. dag. Okay. So so we we've said resilience here a couple
2: times. Let's dig into this. Uh, what's your definition of resilience? It's your recovery from
1: a stressful situation i think that's my best blanket cover yeah uh, without getting like real specific that's that's what resilience is to me and what recovery is whatever gets you back to normal whatever keeps you stress free yeah
0: yeah so that's that's similar you know I, i was thinking about this and and the kind of definition i came up to is your ability to your ability and the speed at which you bounce back to normal from a disturbance there you go
1: that's a good that's way better than how i put it
0: but then but then there was another one that i'd looked at and i was like well what about resilience in 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 wildlife right is if we have a forest fire out here and everything burns the ground what's resilience look like out there and it's well in a few weeks maybe a month or so grass starts to grow right you know because the earth is resilient right it bounces back and so so i almost want to take that word normal out of there And it's you know kind of you may not go back to normal because maybe normal is what got you in that situation right it's, right. You know, so it's kind yeah your, your ability to bounce back. I, I love reading these books on on people that we just see the we see one thing mm-hmm. right we we see one part of their life. We don't get to see the struggle that it took for them to survive to get to that point. Right, right. So what do you? Do you think your definition and the Air Force's definition, because remember, you did resiliency tactical pause, right? Right. And then you do, we do resiliency training, and we do the, right. you know, uh, how many times have we all seen it on some little uh, social media post or something is we, we got to build resilient airmen. Right. Do you right. think your definition and the Air Force definition is the same? Or what do you think the Air Force definition?
1: Oof, I'm not uh, even going to try to, to think what the Air Force definition of resilience is. Um, I, I think they... Want you to get back to the mission, right? Um, So I'll I'll say that part. My
2: for myself, resilience is. Hmm. Well, besides the definition I gave you in the past, uh, I would say whatever keeps you
1: whatever keeps you uh, stress free, Um, whether it's a change of mindset um, or. Or doing the things that you enjoy doing. That's yeah.
0: phenomenal. You know, so you are a senior NCO. We got a lot of a lot of people that uh were charging with this whole, hey, you need to build resilient airmen. So how do you know if an airman's resilient? Hmm. Like when when you're when you're walking around, you know, when I when I run into Josh, right. uh, you know, and I'm like, Here, here's the dream man. He's got a great life. Right. 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 How That's do I great. how do I know if he's resilient? because that's what i've been charged with that's what the air force has said hey right. you need to build resilient airmen right conversation conversation you have yeah. to get to know your folks and and
1: and you know don't be weird about the conversations that you have with people you can honestly just say i'm just trying to get to know you you're my troop right it, it hit that caveat and uh in an appropriate way i have to say those things i'm sorry yeah, yeah that's <laughs> like, that's like, that's part of the training yeah idea. like i don't i don't want someone to take that and, and be a weirdo about it um but having a conversation, get to know, like I've gotten to know Josh. Uh, sorry, everyone calls you Josh. I'm so used to, it. I'm going to call you the dream. I've gotten to know Josh and and even having, it, well, for one, himself telling me, there was one uh, UTA where he's like, man, I've been working all this time. Like, I can't wait to go home and, and, and rest, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see it in your eyes. Like, that's not, I know what you look like normal. I know what you look like on a good day. This is not normal. Like, I'll let you go. I'll stop talking to you off and stop going off topic, you know?
0: So that it, it's a definite balance there, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's certain people that they just don't want you to dig in their life. Right. right? They don't, they don't want you and that's to, okay. um, you know, dig in there. And, and there's no real, uh, I know we say that a lot and I hear that a lot in training and it's like, Hey, you, you should get to know your people. So i the, the person I am, I've never struggled with that because I want to get to know you mm-hmm. because it's at my core, right? It, it's part of the, you talk about core values is I, I want to get to know you and I want to know how I can help you get to where you want to be. Right. right. And, you know, and, and to, to, for me to look at that and say, you know, how do I know that you're resilient? Well, yeah, it's, it's when I pass you in the hall every day and I'm like, you know, what's up, O? And you're usually like, you know, living the dream. And this day you're like, nothing. Right, right. I'll never say living the dream. I know, I don't. Know, but, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a, it's yeah, a yeah. small things that I get to know you because I care. Right. Not because it's my job, right. not because of, you know, anything else, but because, because I care about you. And so I think for me to really know if someone is resilient, you have to care about them. Absolutely. You, and you, how do you show other, that care? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's a great point. It, it, otherwise, you have to rely on them to tell you. Right. Is right. hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Right.
1: And you've been there, like ah, I never would have guessed. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know. Yeah. And it, it's hard to do. Some people do prefer to to keep to themselves. Some people don't enjoy sharing, and that's okay. Um, I've definitely bumped into folks like that. Part of my gig is going around getting to know people and and talking to them. And there are some people that that don't like having long and lengthy conversations. But I'll tell you, even those folks here recently have come into my office. The the folks that hardly share anything about themselves have come into my office and said, you know, maybe you should stop by this area. You know, we we could use... Yeah, uh, some, but it's some that rapport, right? right? It's you know?
0: that because they know you care, right. That's why they're asking you to come by, right? And it's and, and so, but what about how do we teach it? How do you teach resilience?
1: Kind of resilience. So besides the the RTA training that we that the Air Force provides the resilience, so that's one
0: side, right? Yeah. But so so you, you take that that training that's not provided, but you're a supervisor that's on the line or you're a you're just a, you're an airman that is uh, maybe not in a leadership position. You're still charged with with training up some resilient airmen around you and right. yourself. So how do you teach that?
1: Oh, that's tough. I, I know people's knee jerk reactions are, are I'll just say, you know, suck it up or something. Yeah. And that's. For everyone out there, at least someone is trying, you know, at least someone is trying to take to, to care for you in that way. Uh, the very first thing I would say is talk to whomever, right? And so that would be one way uh, uh, of teaching people how how to teach resilience or how to become resilient is is, is talking it out. At least uh, it doesn't have to be this powwow session, but at least pointing to someone saying, everything, everything going okay? You don't have to tell me, right? If you know that person's not a share, but... Is something going on that you need to take care of now or that I, we need to look out for? At least give me a yes or a no.
0: So, you, so the resilience training is a lot like, um, you know, that, that physical training, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is what works for you and what works for you in diet or right. what works for you in exercise right. may not work for me you right. know is it, you know you you may be a keto kind of guy and and i may be like no nah, no nah, i'm a i'm a mm-hmm. vegan kind of dude mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah. or or whatnot and i'm not by the way but that's it's, okay if you are. Yeah, i like that vegan it, food. yeah that's so but <laughs> it, it's it, it's that finding what works and finding where that that individual needs you right. know are and and man it's resilience takes on it's if you really look at it it's such a broad spectrum right and it's it what. What uh, is resilient to one person someone else like you're saying is like why don't that person just suck it up
1: right it, we're all built differently yeah and, and um, one of the I'll, I'll tell you something that that wasn't me before when it comes to resilience and, and, and what I am now uh, or what I try to be now is is compartmentalizing things. Oh, yeah and, and that's, that's a tough one to learn right because uh, i am I will like my emotions will. Uh, I don't want to say use the word takeover, but they'll bleed, bleed into over. yeah, bleed, bleed over. into other things. If I, if I have an argument with the dream, and then I go I go to lunch with other folks, I might be in a sour mood, and they're like, "You're a little crabby right now." I'm like, "Sorry." Some other things. I've occurred. been
0: at those lunches with you. Yeah, like when you don't get the shoe deal that you want, yeah, you and know, you're like the Nike sneakers app is like the worst thing. You know I what? Might that, delete it. You know what that's called? That's called scarcity. The scarcity effect. Have you ever heard of that? I've not heard. So of So scarcity effect. Think of it as. Um, so our brain and our, our emotions um, are in a certain size, uh, like if you look at it in in IT way, it's just, there's a certain bandwidth that we yeah. have, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at it in like plumbing-wise, then it's a certain size pipe that everything has to fit in. Right. And what the scarcity effect says is as each of those, even if you're compartmentalizing, it still takes up space in that bandwidth. Mm-hmm. It still takes up bandwidth. So even if you're like, you know what? This is not work stuff, this is home stuff it still takes up some of your bandwidth. It does. Right? And sooner or later, all of that bandwidth gets eaten up. Right. And so the scarcity effect is that, hey, even if you're compartmentalizing, that, that still contributes to the totality of, of how much stress you have in your life. Right. And right. so then it, that whole bleeding over piece is because you don't have any more bandwidth. Yeah. You're, you're sharing bandwidth now. You're sharing bandwidth on, you know, your your home life is now sharing the same bandwidth as your work life, mm. and your your relationship life, and your, you know, it's it's the people that that come in here, and it's, you know, hey, the worst, the the last thing they wanted to do was show up for a UTA because of all the stuff they have going on at their home, mm-hmm. and then it's you you know, it's that day that they forget their patch or something, right, and then you know. Someone comes around, is like, "Hey, you're not running the right patches. You need to get that fix." And they they blow up, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, you 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 don't even know me, right? You didn't ask me what was going on in my life." Is there a time where your um, your resilience has been tested uh, that you want I'll, to share? I'll, oh, that I want to share.
1: Uh, <laughs> let's see if I could think of one. Well, I'm sure I could. There's plenty. Um, I'll do fun ones. Uh, what I mean by fun ones, I mean like losing at a game constantly over and over say a tournament like that really that bites that does take its toll like i don't like losing yeah um and that's not to the point uh, i want to make this clear <laughs> when i lose i don't throw the control and throw a tantrum you know I, I, that's not what i mean by i don't like losing that's not that's that's called throwing a tantrum i just don't like to lose and i'm like okay so i, and I try to think to myself well what, what do i learn from this loss what do i need to work on but then then you lose again you're like, okay, well, what do I need to work on now? All right, maybe these other things. And you, then you lose again. You're like, all right, maybe I'll just uninstall this game, never play again. How about that? Then I never have to learn any lesson again. How about that game? You know, and you start, you start getting mad at the game or at right, yourself about things. Um, but never, never throwing a tantrum. But, uh, but that's, that's definitely a moment of resilience where, where things are happening that are out of your control. You're just getting beat down. Right, they're just scoring another goal, and you're like, yeah. "All right, well, I'll try to do this." And I'm like, "Why do I always feel like I'm a step behind every time?" So you ever feel like that at work? Yeah, uh, constantly. Actually, there's always there's always something that could be done, we could be improving on, or something that I I may have forgotten to do.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that the deadline's coming up, and now I got to scramble, or something that I just procrastinated on. I mean, we're all human. Things things yeah. occur. Uh, and that happens a lot so um, what
0: what happens when you you you're up against those and now you, do you feel like that comes into play with your core values
1: oh yeah, yeah especially with, that drift we talked about yeah, absolutely it's hard you, you know you prioritize everything and then they tell you well you got to really prioritize like school. like well how are we, you know, you you get you get your valedictorian at school but then you get into like the cum sum laude like type of things of what priorities things take. I mean, you have top secret clearance, but then you have what, what like like the kilo and all those yeah. like types of clearances. Like well, so then there's even more top. Like that's by definition top top secret clearance is like the top. But now you're telling me there's like little individual things on top of it. I think the
0: word priority didn't become there was no plural for it uh-huh. until like in the 1940s. <laughs> I'm serious, <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there was just a there was your priority. Right. Not your priorities. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, it, and, and life, I mean, I think everything come, everything's balanced, right? Like, so when it comes to uh, things
2: at work and, and what, what I do is, is I have to make things a priority
1: in a time scale, right? So I'm here full-time. I'm AGR here. So Tuesdays, I dedicate to this. Right. Or, and then Wednesdays are for that. And then Thursdays for going out to visit these folks. And Monday, I'm going to visit these folks. Like I, I compartmentalize it that way. And it's fluid because sometimes things come up that, that, that take a priority. And then, the, but the number one priority, though, above anything else is taking care of the airmen.
0: Do you think there's a time where you have to step back and say,
2: um, I got to put, so I gotta, I gotta put, put myself first right now? Like I need help. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, well, when we talk about service before self, a lot of people think it's about overworking
0: yourself. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's difficult, and and, um, and I, I I think you hit on a, a key point there. Is sometimes we're like, well, I, I'm not going to take a knee because service before self. Right. Well, important part I think to remember is. Um, about service before self is it takes a healthy you to really be effective for your service. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the airmen, you are the weapon system. Your, your weapon system, who you are and, and what you're bringing to the table and that, that diversity of thought and the, the ideas that you're bringing, the, the energy that you're bringing, the, the pieces the, that you're bringing people back from adrift, all those things. That's what, set us up. That's what sets us apart from places like China or Russia or Iran, is we allow that. It's that senior NCO core, that NCO core, it's that officer core. It's that everybody is still them. Right. And so, to really be a good spot of service for self, you have to be a healthy you mentally and physically, uh, which gives you the capability uh, to make and the capacity in that scarcity effect, right? It gives you the capacity to make, the, you know, those decisions in high stress, you know, a very con- contested environment. And so to truly live uh, service before self, you know, it, it takes our integrity, you know, of saying when we're hurting right. and, and when we need help. And, and it takes the integrity of, of knowing hey, our people around us And that that's, that's what we're here for. Right. But it also takes that excellence and all we do right to all the core Mm -hmm. values to say, um, you know, Hey, I I know that we had a mission to do this weekend, Mm -hmm. but this person needs a little more attention this weekend. So, man, I I really appreciate you taking out your time out of your day of, of talking to people and, and and a lot of stuff that you have to do to come out here and share with us and, and sharing some, a little bit about you and, um, I want to share one more story, and uh, it, just because I I think it's appropriate for this time. Sure. And then uh, we'll wrap this up. And and while I'm sharing the story, I want you to think about the section of what am I loving, right? And so we do that at the end of this. Is that you're going to get to tell us, hey, what's one thing? It can be a video game. It could be whatever of what you're loving right now. It could be the weather. It could be whatever, right? Okay. And so, um, but I want to share this one story. So. I'm I'm gonna share my resilience story, uh, uh, one of the resilience stories that I have, and um uh, just to kind of paint a picture for you. Um, I just pinned on Chief uh back in 2016. Uh, just had this uh, uh great party out our house in Vegas, and lots of friends and family had came in and everything else, and I was running a, a squadron that we, we were operating at a real high ops tempo. And we were we were chasing down some of the most evildoers out there with the in the RPA community. Uh, uh, as you, most people know it as the drone community and, and a lot of strikes that we were dealing with a lot of different issues and everything else but it was a sh- high stress but high value job so I get a phone call from my wife and I'm sitting in my office and, um, and she tells me that, uh, that, that she just talked to the counselor that my daughter was, was talking to and my daughter's 13 at the time and, and the counselor informed my wife that she hotlined my daughter so she called the state and said, "This girl's not safe to be in the home." So I'm sitting in my office, and I get this information. So I start to break down, and because I'm like, what's this mean?" And and my wife, being, um, you know, a former, uh, uh, she was in the child care industry, or you know, and and did that, and uh, she was a foster care worker, and all those things. Is she said, you know, they're going to take her from our home.
2: And, and and so, here I am, a newly pen chief, leading a squadron. I didn't have a first sergeant, you know, wasn't authorized one. And and I, I'm sitting in my office and I start to cry, and I start breaking down. Somebody walks by and they just close my door, which I appreciated,
0: as I'm a, I'm an emotional dude, and so I appreciated that. And I. I break down and I get off the phone with her and, and I'm just, I, I um, I'm like, I'm a failure. I failed as a parent here. You know, I, I got all these people that are looking up to me. I'm trying to help all these people and my family's falling apart. Cops are going to come to my house and take my daughter from me and my daughter. Like what, what's she going through? Like, how can I not fix this? And so all these things are running through my head and I'm, I'm like, my, my family is falling apart. And I'm like, I need to get myself together. And I know my door is the farthest from the door to get out of the building. Of course. Right. I thought about going out the window. That wasn't an option. <laughs> Air Force makes it where the windows don't really open anymore. So,
2: um, so get yourself together. You gotta, you gotta suck it up, right? Right. You gotta walk out of here. Don't let them see you hurt. So I, I, I pulled myself together and I opened the door.
0: And there's a senior airman stand there. He said, hey, chief, you got a second?
2: We know what that means, right? Right. That guy's got something going on in his life. I got all this weighing down on me right now in my own life. I said, sure, man. I got a second. So he
0: comes in. He sits on my couch. I sat across from him. He said, listen,
2: um, I'm struggling really bad with life. Things are horrible. I don't know if I can keep going. I wanted to say, I know the feeling. Say, hey, talk to me. What's, what's so bad in your life right now? He said, well, I play this
0: game called World of Warcraft. And he said, I, I played this game for the last 10 years. And this guy's like
2: 23,
0: 22. And I said, okay. And he said, I play with the same... People all the time. There's like eight of us. Some of them he'd never met before, Been there. in person, right? And so he says, "I play with these same people all the time." Well, my cousin's one of them. My cousin and I, when we're tight, we're like brothers. And
2: he got a girlfriend, and, and and he he asked if she could play with us. So she started playing, and she doesn't play the
0: same way we play. And so I had enough the other day. And I was like, listen, I'm, we're, not, we're not changing how we're doing things just because this girl steps in here.
2: And everybody got mad at me. And they want me to play with a different group. He's like, this is my life. This is it. And I'm sitting across from him, and he has no idea what's going on in my life. But in his world, it didn't care. Because his life was turned upside down. And I said, how bad is it? He said, Chief, that's my whole life. That's all I do.
0: I mean, he, got, he was getting paid for people to watch him game. I don't, I'm wow. not a gamer, right? Yeah. He had some Switch or Snitch or yeah. uh, Twitch, Twitch, there we go, yeah. uh, account, right? Yeah. And so he's getting paid for people to watch him, and he's like,
2: these people are ruining my life. So I said, hey, man, this is a big deal. But I don't know that I have the skill set to help you through this problem mm-hmm. or even the capacity right now. I said, can you hold on one second? So I walk out. I grab this senior master sergeant, bring him in. I said, hey, man, you know about this game
0: World of Warcraft? He's like, I've been playing this for like 15 years. He,
2: he's getting kicked out of his group. Like, there's a situation, and this guy's like, what? Hey, man, are you all right?
0: And he starts having this sympathy and empathy for this situation. And I know the, the me, that's it, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to deal with my daughter's about to go into a mental health facility. Like, she's going to be taken from my home. At 13 years old, she'll be taken from my home and go into this. He's... He's talking about a video
2: game. A video game. So I get... I said, hey, you guys got this? And senior mastermind said, yeah, I got this, man.
0: I said, okay, you use my office. I got I to gotta get home. And I get in my car. And I start driving home. And what I realize is that no matter how big or small you think your problem is, that stress is relevant. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's a... If it's a video game, right. or if it's, a, it's your life is about to be turned upside down, mm-hmm. if it's stress on your life, yeah. it's a problem, and it's relevant. Yeah. And That's, so I think for sometimes when we talk about this and we go to build resilience, we, we throw out these big issues because they're big issues to us, and we got to look around and, and, and say, there are things that we're like, you know, it's like, man, I... I really like gel pens mm. instead of the regular pens. You can be like, hey, suck that up, right? Right. I mean, we, don't, we don't have gel pens. It's a pen. Yeah, it's, it, you, yeah. But when it comes to someone saying, you know, something that has to deal with their life and their emotions, mm. and we have to be empathetic and sympathetic right. because their resilience may be tempted, and, and they are tried right at that moment. Right. And I think back to people I've known that have suffered from severe depression. Mm they're way more their resilience is tested when they wake up to get out of bed right right and the fact that they're standing in front of you man they've had to have a ton of resilience probably way more than you had to have to get right in front of you absolutely And we never know those things unless we take the time to get to know people and we get to know their story and that's why we, we can
1: identify that maybe even something like a pen this is such a big deal to someone once we examine why is, why? This, why is this a yeah. big deal. Like, is there something I don't
0: know? You
1: know, and you never know what it ties into.
0: Yeah. Great points, man. I, I've loved having this conversation with you. I always enjoy talking with you. I, you. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, uh, I Josh, I always too. appreciate you, you setting this up and, and uh, helping come up with the ideas for this and, and, and your input on it. So, had a little moment to think about it. What are you loving? Right now, I'm digging a game called
1: Dice Throne. Dice Thrones? Dice of Thrones? Dice Throne, I think. Yeah, so good you can't even remember the name. Yeah, so great. So great. No, it's Dice Throne. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I remember it because uh, it took a while for me to realize. So this game is about you're you're rolling dice, Mm -hmm. and it's called Dice Throne, T-H-R-O-N-E, but it's a play on dice being thrown, T H there you go. However, you spell it. All right. It
0: all right. That's, a, that's some gaming hum- humor for all of you yeah, gamers out there. It's a good one for the rest of us. Not not that I'm taking word. I for I get it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. I take fun your game. word for it. Uh, so for me right now, what I'm loving is uh, man. I got... I I got a lot of stuff. I got a new pair of boots, but man, and that's like a walking on clouds. You know, you get a new pair of boots and you wear them every day. Well, that's great. Okay. I got Under okay. Armour. Under Armour? I got some okay. new Armour. I went TDY, and I was like, I got to buy some boots while I'm here. So I got some, but I, I would say I love the weather right now. I, I got a new Bronco, but the most thing is, I think for me, my resilience has kind of been tested with this whole move and everything that's going on and uh, trying to figure out how I best fit into the fit you know the, the grissom and how i best serve grissom and so i've had to change a lot of things about me to get in here to to get to where i feel like we can all start moving forward and the thing that i'm loving most is is my wife man my wife has been a phenomenal support she's made jokes when i need to to not take myself so seriously she's uh, you know, make cookies when I need to eat my emotions a little bit and be like, all right, I feel better here, you know, just because of having this cookie. And it's it's always hard for me to complain when you have nice, that warm cookie set in front of you or something. But, but just all together, you know, we still deal with some of the struggles with my daughter and just, we got a, a son that's a junior and a son that, you know, just the move and finding friends, all that stuff. Man, she's just been phenomenal awesome. and so uh, i'm loving those relationships
1: what's that it's a different answer from dice Throne.
0: yeah but again it's the same thing <laughs> i also have boots and in yeah. a truck so, so yeah uh but but thank you for that yeah. so and and thanks for 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 coming in here oh thank so. you thank you for having me it's uh
1: this is pretty awesome i hope uh you know we'll find some uh, help you find uh, another person to interview or something yeah you know like there's some pretty cool peeps
0: out there yeah Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.